Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone and welcome to Battles. I'm your host, Marlon Anderson. This is a podcast all about journeys and overcoming adversity. I truly believe that every battle we face makes us stronger. And I want to hear from other people who believe that too. In this series, I'll speak to everyone from actors and entertainers, to motivational speakers, life coaches and beyond. From those in the limelight to those of extraordinary stories that haven't been heard, all journeys are important. We'll hear about battles they have overcome and battles they are still fighting, learning how we get through them and asking how they can make us who we are today. We'll also be finding out our guests' battle cry, their mantra to get them through the dark days. Battles is a podcast for everyone because everyone has battles to face. I hope you find lots of help and advice in these episodes and feel strong knowing that you can get through it too. Today's episode is a chat with Vicky Pattinson. For those of you who don't know Vicky, she's a TV host who rose to fame on Geordie Shore all those years ago. Since then, she's gone on to appear on I'm a Celebrity, Loose Women, This Morning, and much, much more. She has her own brilliant podcast, The Secret Too. Before we start, I do want to let you know that this episode contains references throughout to mental illness and alcoholism. If you've been affected by these issues in the past, and please listen on with caution, or skip this episode and listen to one of the others. I've put links to places where you can get support in the episode description, so please reach out if you've been affected. A massive thanks to Vicky for giving up her time to chat with me. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Joining me today, I have Vicky Pattinson. Not only is she a TV star, but more so my friend as well. And I've got her on here today to speak about personal battles she's faced and trauma she's gone through, whether it be grief or battling things in the public eye. So thank you so much, Vicky, for coming on here today. I'm excited to interview you because you've interviewed me before and I loved every minute of it. And you're so raw and open like me. Oh, we are turning the tables today, aren't we? Honestly, like- I know. Even with that little intro nearly made us cry. So I think I'm just going to be an absolute basket. (laughs) So I apologize in advance. No, because we always used to keep meeting at wellness retreats. And I'd be like, this is so fucking weird. Like, why are we both here all the time? Oh, I wish we were there again anyway. So, obviously, I know you've lived the high life. You still live the high life. You have a fast-paced, bloody lifestyle. And you work so freaking hard. But you're also a normal human you're like the rest of us where you also experience grief trauma relationship problems and you've had to deal with it in front of the public and I mean I don't know how you do it because it's 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 freaking difficult as as I know as well it's just really tough but I'm just wanting to kind of ask you how you got through everything you have done because I know that you've lost your best friend around two years ago 
you your fiance cheated on you and then you lost your grandma. And I'd understand that all of these together were absolutely devastating. Imagine the impact of all of that. I just, yeah. I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? Honestly, I feel like obviously grief and loss and pain and heartache, all of these things are completely relative and you, no one has any right to tell anybody sort of how much something should hurt them or how long they should take to get over something or even deign to tell them how they get over something. But whenever I talk to someone like you, Marlon, over uh, about loss or pain, I feel like, um, and this is, I'm going to cry already just thinking about your life. I get re, I, I feel like a fraud. <laughs> Honestly, oh, stop it. You got it. I am well enough just thinking about it. Um, I think you're a very brave... I thought you were going to make me cry. Stop it. For <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> I, I, I do. I feel like a real fraud talking about anything I've been No, but you about. need to understand that we can't compare trauma or grief or yeah, whatever it is because one that can matter to somebody could mean exactly the same to somebody else or not, you know, and you've gone through your fair amount of shit, let's be honest, <laughs> and you're so freaking strong and you're so raw and real on Instagram and I can't praise you enough for that because I do it and I don't see many people doing it. And I'm, every time I see someone, yeah, that's that's my girl, Vicky, brilliant. <laughs> you know? But oh, tell you. me the stories of the battles because obviously you're so bubbly and you're so alive and full of energy on a day-to-day -day basis, but then you're also honest about not being so bubbly when things things heck things get to you and things hurt you and where did it where did it all begin where did your kind of i say the word trauma but i hate that word it sounds really fucking horrific but where mm. where did it all begin with you when did you yeah when did you kind of encounter the hardships so i've had like and i don't want to say like a relatively charmed life because we've all got our own struggles and my life's been no different um and I don't think just because you're in the public eye, it makes you immune to anything. If anything, it just means yep. you've got an audience when something bad does happen or something difficult. Um, 100%. We fair share ups and downs, just like everybody else. But um, normally, normally always involves boys. I'm so rubbish with boys. Like, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> no, not, honestly, I was just like, I, I think... Um, and the, the best way I can sort of describe it is I, for years, um, you emulate the love that you see at home, right? Like you emulate, um, it's like a kind of, it, it's how you, we think what love is or we think what um, a healthy relationship is or whatever is what we've seen our mum and dad do. That's nature. Yeah. That is a fact. So I saw my mum my whole life try and fix me dad, try and make him better. Um, he's an alcoholic, um, bless him. And uh, I do love yeah. my dad. If anyone gets that gets anything confused there, he's a very poorly man. Um, but that affected like our entire, like affected my entire childhood and my life as an adult. It's molded yeah. who I am. So what I yeah. watch thinking like, oh, this is love, is a woman sacrificing almost everything to make a relationship work and to try and make yeah. a man better and to try and put this this um to portray an image of a really happy family so i thought that's what love was a, a woman giving absolutely everything of herself to try and to try and make a man better to try and make it work yeah, yeah to, not just the relationship but actually try and make a man better and like obviously as an adult like well not even just as an adult because i did it well into in, into adulthood but 
as a woman I am now, I've realised it's complete bullshit. Like, you cannot make a man <laughs> any better. Like, but why was- do we think that we have to heal them? Why do we feel like we have to fix these men? We choose the broken men and we want to fix them. And that's not how it works. <laughs> that's it. Well, I mean, like I say, obviously grew up watching my mum do it, thinking that was what you did as a woman. That was what love was and all the rest of it. But, like, you just can't. Like, if, any, if there's any latters listening to this and they're struggling to try and get a man to go for a better job or trying to make them come home after a night out or to, like, not be texting other birds. Whatever you're trying to do, just fucking they're stop. They're going to do. He's not going to stop. <laughs> he's not going to get better. Like, he's going to fix himself when he wants to. He doesn't fix himself. Yes. does it when he's ready. So if he's not yeah. what you need, stop labouring under the assumption that you cooking for him or cleaning for him or being his biggest cheerleader is ever going to improve his behaviour. Yeah. Fucking not. He's going to be a twat until he wants to stop. <laughs> that is so true because we are all on our own journeys, whether you're male or female. Yeah. Your own, your soul has its own purpose here and you're going to do what you need to do and in your own time. But I'm just going to rewind it a little bit. So you, you just said that your dad is, is an alcoholic. Is that correct or was? You know, so my dad's really poorly um, and has always struggled with alcoholism. Um, at the moment, he's fighting a totally different battle. Um, so he has stopped drinking. But um, I imagine it's always going to be an issue within his life. Um, addiction isn't something that you just pick up and drop. It's something in, embedded and ingrained in you. Um, and it took us a really long time to sort of understand it, the limited amount I can now. Um, so, yeah, so whereas... I wouldn't, he's not drinking at the moment, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, unfortunately, my dad will always have problems with addiction, I think. I, I never knew my dad. He passed away when I was 11 months old, but he was an alcoholic, and I, uh, he stopped drinking at the age of around 28. He decided to go teetotal. He was a Christian man, you know, very churchy, apparently. That's what my mum oh, said yeah. to me. And so when he passed away, I think not growing up with a dad, and funnily enough, I mentioned this on my previous podcast, it really does shape who you are, not having a father, being fully present in your life. And so that then made me figure my relationships with men and they weren't normal or healthy because that's what I thought love should be like, just like you said. Mm. Do you feel like your dad being an alcoholic affected and shaped who you are now because you're in your childhood, that's all you witness. Because I, I fully know personally that my childhood trauma definitely has come up as an adult and that's where we, all the hard work stems from now. I'm having to undo everything that happened when I was a kid, basically. Oh, absolutely. You're so <laughs> right. Like, God, you can be the most well-adjusted adult in the world, but if you if you yeah. haven't, like, addressed the things that happened to you as a child and you had, then ultimately, like, you're not going to be as, as balanced as you'd like to think you are. Um, I, I feel really bad about this, actually, because unlike you, my dad's still around and I, I do love him and I, I feel um, very guilty talking about sort of any 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 anything I'd like blame him for so to speak because like I say he is very ill and anyone who doesn't understand yeah. it at all yeah might not might not get this so I just think we well, chose to drink or he chose to do that like you don't choose to have cancer no no not at all parallels here um and I know they may offend some and they're quite controversial but in the same way you don't choose to be an alcoholic so like just let me totally put that on the table before I go any yeah. further 
that. Yeah, no, but the funny thing about addiction is like, it, it definitely stems from some deep-rooted issue that we have. It's in our DNA. And I know for me, when I lost my little girl, I fucking drank every single day. I wanted to drink, drink, and I carried on drinking. And then I stopped and I still have this weird little battle with alcohol that I can't quite put my finger on. I either, I either have to go fully teetotal or like have one drink and then it leads to like three wines or four wines. And I just end up getting angry with myself. And I always wonder if I got that from my dad, you know? And I always wonder if that's, cause my brother's the same as me. He, he either has to have nothing at all or just stick to like one or two, but he can't quite do that. And yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. There is a, um, so there's a g- genuinely studies that there, proves there is a, a wildly, a wildly big genetic element to, to addiction. Um, yeah something I always worried about growing up um maybe it's not so much when I was younger because you just think I think yeah when I was younger it's parted (laughs) you're so carefree like god like yeah your teens early 20s like you just don't consider the ramifications of anything um like mid-20s I started to think well hang on like if my dad's this way will I ultimately be the same way or is it as a foregone conclusion is this already written in stone and am I essentially yeah. powerless to try and stop what's happening and um I actually convinced myself of it so much that I was just going to end up like me dad I um didn't want a family like I just wow. didn't and I remember going on loose women and everyone saying to me like ask it, the, the topic was women who don't want kids and I was like oh well I actually don't want kids um, and I wasn't totally honest. Like I said, oh, I think I'm a bit selfish. I think I've got things I still want to achieve. I'm quite ambitious. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't think I've got a mothering instinct. All those things were, were true. It's cover up. But the the yeah. crux of it, what it actually boiled down to is that I believed I would end up just like my dad. Um, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that type of parent. So I didn't want to put me yeah. some of the things that I went through. So it 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 does leave a mark on you, um, like yeah. anything, I suppose. So I'd be lying if I said like, oh God, no, I'm fucking fine. <laughs> so <laughs> talk to me about your relationship with alcohol. What what is it like? Do you think that you have picked up anything of your dad, or do you, are you quite in control now of what you drink, etc.? Because as you um, said, when when we're younger, we don't give a shit. We're just yeah. partying all the time. But I still have this guilt that I carry over me after I have a night out because I get angry with myself for getting into this hanging state and being so unproductive. I'm like, I shoot myself in the foot, but I shouldn't have to be like that. And I think I do, I'm just too tough on myself. I, I do think there's a large element of that with you, Melon. Like you, you, you're a very successful woman and you're using your platform for nothing but good. So if you want to have a couple of wines every so often, I do think you should be all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going teetotal forever. And then I break it after a week. <laughs> really, I'm torn. So sometimes I see these posts, right, on social media, which is fucking my biggest flaw. But I, I, I see- love your posts and your little <laughs> selfies. I fucking love them. <laughs> But like you see people who go, oh, I'm going teetotal, or oh, I'm doing this, or oh, I haven't drunk in two years, and I just love the feeling it gives me, and oh, this. And they're all waxing lyrically about how good not drinking makes them feel, right? And I've I've had prolonged periods of sobriety. I've done, um, I've done, I've done like dry jans. I've done sober Octobers. I've done, oh God, I'm going in a big show. Um, I want to make sure my head's clear. I'm not going to drink this month. Yeah. I've done all of that. 
Um, and I think more so than anything, I've done it to prove to myself that I actually can, because there's still that niggling thought in the back of my head that I am yeah. end up like me dad and I really worry. So yeah. I do it every so often to prove that there's no monkey on my back and nobody's in control of me and I have no addictive qualities. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But then actually I love having a drink and I do, I'm not the type of person who like, like an alcoholic does. I don't need a drink. I don't, um, I don't wake up in the morning and crave a bottle of vodka. I don't want a bottle of wine on my own. I don't have a. I don't have a hard day, so hit the bottle. Like not all of those things, like I would as- associate with being with having some sort of issue. But me, I just go, God, it's Friday. And I'm, I've, I'm seeing some friends or haven't I had a nice week and oh, I'm cooking dinner, yeah. open a bottle of wine. Like, yeah, I might have a couple of glasses too many, but it's a, in a total social setting. And I'm still young and I don't know, like I know I'm not abusing it. So I think I'll always be wary of my relationship with alcohol because of my my dad, because of things yeah. I might have done in my past as well. Like we all saw Geordie Shaw, Jesus Christ, that was definitely binge drinking. But I think m- mostly I know that I'm in control and I'm in control probably more than other people probably would be and more aware because yeah. I, know, I know what the I know what the consequences can be. So yeah. I think when I pick up a drink, I need to, I have to evaluate my emotions. Am I sad at the point of picking up that wine? Is it because I've had a hard day that I want that wine? I think... For me, I need to be in a good headspace to have that wine because otherwise it can go tits up and you do feel depressed the next day and then you feel worse than you did to start with. So I think it's just addressing that as well and just realising if it's if it's worth it or not. But I mean, with lockdown approaching, do you think that you drink more in lockdown? I mean, we're in lockdown now, so it's not even approaching. We've had two. <laughs> do you think that you find yourself drinking more whilst in lockdown or what are your coping mechanisms for a time like this? Because we've had a freaking hard year. Oh yeah, 2020 has been absolute bag of dicks. Shit, it's cancelled. <laughs> I am um, no. So my job provides me with zero stability or routine. For example, yeah. like the week before lockdown, like I had a, a massive shoot at a location house with a big brand. Then working from like seven o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock at night. And then the next day I was like running around King's Cross dressed like a giant elf with Pete Wicks for a different campaign. And then the next day I can spend all day podcasting. Then after that I can be on TV. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. super unpredictable and there's a huge social element involved. So I am like, so for example like after we did this massive day in king's cross like we all ended up like it was pete's birthday the day before so and everyone was that excited and it felt dead christmasy we had this last day of school vibe in the air so yeah we all had a bottle of prosecco and a couple of shots of tequila and like it was a monday so i can imagine people listen to this and this being like oh god but the thing is like <laughs> that's my job like on a friday however i might have spent like all day just cleaning me flat because I had a day off and I might like, by the time it comes to night, I just want, just want a bath. I don't have the same, um, the, the same like parameters of my week that other people might have. Like by the time yeah. the day comes, I'm not thinking, Jesus Christ, it's been a tough one. Someone crack open that shabbly. You know what I mean? I'm not because it's me. Week just works different. So what lockdown provided me with was, a sense of routine that I haven't had for a very long time in my life. 
And I actually yeah. found it a lot easier to be and to, to have like a bit of a normal life, I suppose. I completely uh, hear you. Yeah. Like I'd get up in the morning and I'd do a little workout and I'd do a little tidy and maybe partner have my breakfast and then I'd work a bit. And if I had any online content to do, I'd do that. And if it come to like a Friday and we wanted to have like a nice a nice bottle of wine or do a Zoom call with me mates, then I, it the opportunity was there and I felt like I'd earned it and it was lovely. So for me, alcohol is the least of my worries in lockdown, to be honest. I don't drink yeah. bored at all. Like that's never been my thing. Um, so I'm sorry, I, I really can't offer any words of advice in, in terms of that. But for lockdown... Because you like, actually had a good time during lockdown. <laughs> you had a bit of a routine and you managed it. Totally, mate. Like, and this is yeah. like, don't. I'm not saying God. I locked in was bliss. I loved it. I'm not an introvert. I struggled with the, the entire process, but I found I suck. I was re. I found a lot of solace in lockdown, and I was able to catch up on my sleep. I was able to still able to work. I it was able to see a lot of my partner. We don't get enough like one on one time together, so that was nice. I had a, a lot of benefits from lockdown and I do feel quite guilty about that because I know other people really struggled I missed me family don't get us wrong I was just about to ask you like how's how's your relationship with like with with your mum and your dad I mean yeah. did lockdown make it harder for you um because obviously I know your dad's not well and stuff and and your mum I met your mum she's fucking amazing she well, is the best hard. ever she's the best <laughs> so she's that must have been hard for you not knowing that your dad's poorly and your mum and then there's some they're somewhere else you know and you can't physically see them talk yeah. me through how you manage that so for me I am based in Essex I'm down south for my job um, I'm lucky enough to live with my partner um, but up north obviously where I'm from is my mum, my dad, my sister, my sister's husband and my sister's new little girl Maeve who was born at the start of the year so obviously like I've missed an awful lot of her like first year of life yeah. it's probably one of the things I've struggled with the most. Um, we we're very lucky given the fact that this has happened like when it has rather than say 30 40 years ago when loads of these like mod cons like facetime and zoom just weren't available i know um, tell me about it so we have we've managed to stay in touch with the normal stuff like zooms and facetimes and constant messages like we've got group chats um i think my sister must send me about 48 memes a day <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah, she loves it. But um, yeah, I, I call. I, I text my dad regularly. We just are trying to, like, one of the hardest things about this lockdown is we're not meant to be solitary creatures. We're pack animals, and we're meant to be there for each other and support and care for one another. That community Definitely. vibe. So without it, um, people people can struggle, and I, I think that's the most important part of this is just make sure everyone's okay. Um, like reach out completely. Like I've I always know in my girls group chat if there's someone who seems a little bit absent or a little bit quiet, I always make a mental note to reach out to them privately and just check they're okay. And more, yeah. more often than not, they're just like works fucking chocker. <laughs> Deborah, <laughs> so they're fine. That's absolutely <laughs> fine if you're busy work, stressed out, if everyone else is furloughed and you're still and like hats off <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you check up on you? What do you do for your own mental health? And what do you do to make yourself feel better? Give me some examples. Do you meditate? Do you enjoy your... I know you enjoy your exercise. Do you do yoga? What do you do that makes you feel freaking the best? The best version of you. We've talked about this. Give me an insight. I'd love to be able to meditate. I'm so jealous of the fact that... Come on, Vicky. You can do it. I know you can. I have such a busy (laughs) head. Like, have you any idea when the noise stops in the room and I'm just left alone with my thoughts, it's utter torture. (laughs) I just go, oh... Um, so, right, what do I do? What do I do? Dead honest, um, I, I love a good bath. I spend like far too I know much. you do. Loves a good bath. I feel like I, I know your life. <laughs> I'm just like watching your stories like, as Vicky's having another bath, <laughs> chocolate, red wine, chilling. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I fucking do. But yeah, I like a good bath, but like I get the, the laptop on my iPad set up in there and watch a good film. I have like a nice glass of wine or some sweets or like a little hot chocolate. I really do go balls to the wall with me baths. Face mask, hair treatment, bath bomb the lot. Um, I even introduced Urkan to bath bombs throughout lockdown. He was very unimpressed. He thought it was literally going to blow up. That's the difference between men and women there for you. Um, so, no, I um, I do I do really like baths. I, I like to exercise. I completely swear by um, training, um, oh, whatever it is that... Exercise is amazing for your mind. Of course. So whatever it is that works for you, like... I like to chuck weights around. I'm I'm very functional like that. I'm a bit of a, yeah, I'm a bit old school, but I, I know people swear by like a, a sunrise yoga class or like a walk outside. My life coach in particular, he he swears by nature. He says like it's imperative for him to be healthy and, and be strong minded. So yeah. if that's what it is for you, then that's what it is for you. But for everyone it's different. For me, yeah, just chucking some weights around. Um Healthy body, healthy mind, apart from anything else, guys. Oh, definitely. But I love sweets and I um, love chocolate and stuff, but like if you are eating too many of them, you will start to feel rubbish. So just be mindful of that as well. Definitely. And I understand you lost your grandma and I completely know how it feels to lose someone. And when you're in your lowest place and in that darkest moment of grief, how did you lift yourself out of that, Vicky? Oh, um... So, do you know what this is like? It's such a hard one. Because it's not a time where you want to exercise. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a time that you want to freaking meditate or go and have a bath. You're, you're so lost and stuck in your own emotions. So, yeah, how did you do it? So, my life coach has, I can't even pass these teachings off as my own, Ma, and I'm not going to try. That's what I did the other day. I was like, my life coach teaches me. I was like, sorry. <laughs> 
But fuck it. Like, you, if, you, if there's an off chance Bill hears this, he'll go, fuck with mental. So, right, let's just cut the shit. Off. <laughs> it's not me, it's Bill. Um, right, so he, it's whether it's it's all sorts of stuff. Like, this is predominantly this little trick I'm about to teach you. It's just for if you're having a bad day, really, or like you're in a bit of a slump, but it actually works for all sorts. So when you're sad and when you're down, um, doing the things that will make you stop feeling sad and down feels so completely out of your grasp, it's almost impossible to think of them. And and that's how your brain works. That's how how your emotions trick you. Um, So what I have is called a bounce back Bible. And um, it's a checklist of things that I know will improve my mood. And they won't, they're not necessarily going to make me better overnight. Like if you've lost someone, if you're in a, if something's really happened, then it's not going to turn everything around. But I guarantee it's going to get you on track. So for me, it is, it's, it, it's exercising. So do, get to do something yeah. physical. You walk, you Pilates, your you hit session, whatever it is. Um, it's listen to, listen to music that makes you happy. Um, and again, like have this, have this playlist already created because when you're sad, you're just going to want to put like Alanis Morissette on, yeah. cry along to it. Like yeah. you're not going to want to reach for the little mix, but you have to. So have this playlist already set. It's like a bounce back playlist go to that um you can have your bath like talk to your mom um whatever like watch friends like that's always on mine like you, you know the, the sitcom friends. i love that yeah like everyone's got a different show that just makes them happy um and and just go through your checklist and tick stuff off one by one but it's imperative that you make this bounce back bible this little list when you're happy yeah because when you're sad that's a really you- good idea yeah, well, thank you. It's not mine, and I can't. Take I'm going to steal it. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to do. I'm going to make myself one tonight. Thanks, no. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is your battle cry? What is your mantra to get you through your bad days? You're good with these quotes. I know you are. Give me. Oh. Give me your favorite. Do you know what, right? It's not going to be particularly profound and I feel really guilty because you picked me up. But actually, I think <laughs> I think everyone should be allowed to feel their feels. Oh, I like that. You're so obsessed with being strong and getting through it and putting on a brave face and, God, whatever so British at times. Like, what happened to actually fucking feeling a bit sorry for ourselves because what we went through was yep. So Yeah, definitely. Often, but the only way to I heal is to feel. Yeah, well, look. Oh, that was so much more. That was so much more better than mine. <laughs> no. Well, and there you go. That literally is mine. Feel your feels, lasses, lads. I think we rush the process, man. I oh, do. We 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 get it wrong. We think in order to to move on, we have to numb our feelings and our pain, and that is not because it just comes out as as we've spoken about today. It just comes out later down the line. It comes out misguided. Ten well. times worse. That's yeah. the worst thing. Like I. I actually am quite an emotional person. So whenever I cry or whenever I like, essentially what looks like overreacting to everybody else, that's just how I deal with stuff. Like nobody really bats an eyelid, like, oh, she's off again. (laughs) That's part of you, that's who you are. It's part of who you are that makes you, you, so. I mean, you you saw me. I was fucking crying at the start of this podcast, just at the the thought. I know, I was like, you're going to stop me. No, honestly, yeah. when I was on yours, I, I you made me feel so emotional when you spoke about your sister because when I hear someone say that to me, it just it feels 
it feels real. It feels like what I went through is real because sometimes it doesn't feel real. Yeah. I managed to get by day to day and I just feel like it never happened. And when I hear you say like, oh, my sister said about you being an inspiration, I was like, fuck, I'm actually like helping somebody else. And all your posts, Vicky, help other people. And that's amazing. If you're following that you've got on your massive platform, you're doing like you're doing good. You're doing good shit out there, girl. Well, thank you. Right, so right. good. Listen, thank you so much for joining me today. But what have you got coming up? What's the next thing? I seen your little thing with quiz. I love that because I got sent the the box. I was like, I'm so excited. I was like, it's Christmas and Vicky's got a collection with quiz. I looked at your Instagram and I'm like. Is she copying my career or am I copying hers? Like, I can't work <laughs> so well. And, like, I feel like we're a little bit in sync. But, no, so I've got the quiz thing out. I've got a handbag collection out. I've done a couple big shows when lockdown finished, managed to sneak those in. One is coming out at Christmas, which is it's going to cheer everybody up. It's going to be a really nice vibe. Um, there's Christmas jumpers involved. Who doesn't love that? Um, and, no, like, I'm just working away, still on the podcast, nice brand stuff. Amazing. Now, trying to spread a little bit of positivity and authenticity mate just uh taking yes i love that but i'm very proud of you mate i'm really pleased you're doing this thank you vic i've i've always wanted a little podcast because I, I talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is work, is it? it feels like we're robbing a fucking living <laughs> oh honestly you're the best thank you so much for coming on vix have an amazing day and keep smiling girl right back at you buddy good luck with the rest of the podcast take all in. right chick thank you take care <laughs> Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Battles. If you've been affected by anything you have heard in the show, you can find links to support services in the description. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review too. It makes all the difference. Battles is a Studio 71 production and is hosted by me, Marlon Anderson. I'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.